two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why, what, and how? When last we saw our heroes, they didn't know how the election had ended. Oh, that's true. No, they hadn't. They were they were completely out to sea. And to be fair, we still don't really know. Oh, we know. Aren't there... <laughs> we know. I mean, but aren't there two states that still haven't confirmed? Yeah, they haven't confirmed, but the count is very much in one favor. Right, we just so, have to wait yeah. for the electoral college vote. Sure, yeah. Let's, yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> sure. We know. You know. You know. And I know. <laughs> but. I don't know. All I know is that this weight that was crushing me for, I think, four years has alleviated somewhat. I was going to say, it's not gone. Oh, I didn't say it was gone. It just, it just lightened. <laughs> like, like when you when you when you can't take a deep breath and then suddenly you can take half a deep breath like yeah that's that's I, what I'm I was having now. that problem yesterday I was walking really fast so I was like <sighs> but in the mask and then oh it's, yeah in the mask and it gets like stuck in your mouth yep, and then you yep. you like make sure no one is around yeah, you yeah, yeah. and you like slowly take off the mask just so you can get <gasps> and then you put it right back on when you see someone well I always like have this weird like shaming thing like there's going to be some person behind a tree who jumps out and goes ha ha when they see that my mask is going in and out of my own mouth I'm like I imagine I'm the, uh, the old lady from Princess Bride going boo <laughs> <Exactly>. boo <laughs> I, I once saw this old movie where like a guy was followed around by a brass band all the time i just want that lady to follow me around and not say the boo to me just people around me be like oh that's my boo lady my boo, boo lady <laughs> she's only got one job and she does it well oh yeah what does she say like the queen of filth the queen of putrescence <laughs> isn't she say putrescence maybe yeah. i'm gonna give her that i'm pretty sure it is because i don't think i knew what that word was when i first saw uh princess bride and now i do but what else do I know? I know a lot about picture books. And what do we do on this podcast here today, Kate? We talk about things you know. Uh, yeah, actually. Yep. We do. Yep. Wow. That was surprising. We should talk about things you that just... I know. Oh, okay. What do you want to talk about? Cardi B? Because I don't know anything about that. Literally, you could do the this exact podcast, but you could give me like Cardi B albums and just like, and I could treat like, them in the same way. like, what's the name of her daughter? What's the name of her husband? Did you know she has one? Mr. B. Did you know they almost got divorced, but then they didn't, but then they almost did again, but then they didn't? We'll set up the What Kate Knows But Betsy Doesn't Know podcast right after this one. Swear to God. Pinky Uh swear. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But until we do that, uh, what do we actually do on this podcast? Talk about things you know. Right. Picture books. And whether they are classics or not. Yeah. Yes. So last week, somebody compared the book we did to uh, The House on the Rock. Because it's just so much filled with so much stuff. You can't even get through it all. Animalia turned out to be possibly our most popular <laughs> podcast episode. Wow. Who knew? I credit my generation of people eating away, their little hearts eating away with nostalgia. It's the only thing I can figure why that was just so popular. So we're just going to do nostalgia books now? No, we're going to go the exact opposite direction this week. <laughs> 
So I gave you the most complex, most detailed filled book, aside maybe from Who Needs Donuts. I think it would be neck and neck race with those. This week, I'm giving you these, a book so simple, I've been avoiding it for fear that we would have nothing to talk about. Uh, and I think my fear is justified, but we're going to do it anyway because we haven't done it. And it's been, I've been meaning to do this author illustrator for a long time. And this is his most famous book. Right. So we're just going to do it. Are you ready? Sure. Freight train. By Donald Cruz. That's right. A wholly different Donald that we're going to be doing today. Uh, Donald Cruz. Now, it's like if Donald Trump and Terry Cruz came together. That's a horrifying <laughs> thought that I'm going to purge from my brain right now. And we're good. So this book, I have to tell you, is not a Kate book. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just setting it up here. And the reason for this is it is a baby book. This is a book you read to a baby. So when you read to this book, you got to think like a baby. That's my, my instructions to you. Okay. Baby Kate book. Okay. All right. While Kate does her read, I'm actually going to do something a little different this week. Normally, I would give you some background information on the author-illustrator. I will be doing that uh, in the course of our conversation later, but I have to bring up something. I was in conversation with someone just the other day who mentioned uh, to me that they were doing a course uh, on picture books for older people. And we were talking about older children's books and we were talking about diversity and I happen to say well there's a huge number of BIPOC classic picture book authors and illustrators and the person I was speaking to expressed disbelief at this statement and so today I am just going to highlight the people that many of whom we have already done on this podcast um, and some that we have not yet done but these are what I would consider people who are classic picture book author illustrators who are not white protestants let's just say so i'm just gonna read off their names and give a little background on some of them james baldwin uh we did his little man little man at one point i consider that a classic of the 60s Purabelle prey she's a you know the puerto rican uh children's librarian she uh she actually has an entire award for latinx children's books named after her plato chan the youngest caldecott winner at 15 was also chinese american Lucille Clifton, uh, she was a black author. She had so many books. And remember, she did The Boy Who Didn't Believe in Spring, which we did, which was fantastic. Donald Cruz, we're doing him today. Thank you, Freight Train. Leo and Diane Dillon. Leo himself was black, and we have already done their Why Do Mosquitoes Buzz in People's Ears. Valino Herrera, the first BIPOC artist to win a Caldecott. Um, I highly recommend that you read what Katie Horning had to say about him in the Hornbook article, Arrow to the Sun and Critical Controversies. It is very interesting. Roxana Khan, if you are trying to find Muslim classic children's books, Big Red Lollipop is the one you got to read. Leslie Newman, the author of Heather Has Two Mommies, paved the way for a lot of LGBTQIA plus... Uh, books that are out there. Lore Seagal, another classic Jewish author, did Tell Me a Mitzi, which we already done. Cynthia Lytick-Smith, indigenous author. She did Jingle Dancer. We did that. John Steptoe. So many classic books. Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters, which we did. Stevie, which we did. Maybe we'll do another soon. 
Ed Young. I consider Lon Popo one of my favorite read-alouds for large groups. He was a Chinese-American artist. He still is. He's making books to this day. Margot Zemak. She did. It could always be worse. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is just a slice of the authors and illustrators out there. If you do not know them, go rectify that right now. Go give them a read. Hello! Man! That was like a like an eighth of the amount of time the last time I was here. Yeah, but there's going to be so much editing that I'm going to have to do because there's just so much to talk about <laughs> that like, I want, maybe this might be a two-parter. This know? is why I avoid certain books. And previously I had avoided Clifford, not realizing there was a fair amount to talk about with Clifford, but I knew, man, I knew that with this book, there's only so much. There's... <laughs> Literally. Starting only. with the ghost train. All right. Tell me about the ghost train. The very first line is, a train runs across this track, and Betsy, do you see a train? I see no train. There exactly. No train it's a there. ghost train. Okay. Right? Do we have to put ghosts in everything. Yes. There's a ghost in Goodnight Moon. And a ghost it's not in... my fault that people put ghosts in their children's <laughs> books. I'm just saying. Freaky people. So, yeah, I learned a lot about trains. Did you now? What did you learn Because when the train eventually showed up. Yeah, uh, well, eventually. Yeah. There's a caboose, which mm-hmm. I, I already knew about the caboose. You know about the caboose, right? Yeah, you uh, wave to the guy on the caboose, yeah. Tank cars. Sure. Didn't know those were They They take they, they, their tank. They, yeah. Uh, hopper cars. Ah, uh, the hopper. For uh, people who don't know what a hopper is, it's the thing that holds the things. That's the thing that holds things, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, there's no, there's no top I mean, on the hopper. I don't want to be too technical here. So no uh, you got the cattle car, which I think people are familiar with. I think that's pretty good. The gondola car. Yes. I did not oh, know. Oh, I want a gondolier you. on the gondola car. Yeah. Can you imagine what it would be saying? It would be like, well. <laughs> You say it again. If you, if you go, <clears throat> well, there you go. <laughs> Just uh, be very quick. Be very quick very, song. Very fast, yeah. Uh, then you have the boxcar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boxcar. And then you get to the page where it says a uh, black tender. Yes, that's the tender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I guess holds the coal. Sure. And then you have the black steam engine, right. which this particular steam engine has N and A written on it. You, it's very true. Do you know what N and A stand for? Um, do they stand for his daughter, Nina? No. What does it stand for? Nelson and Albemarle. The Who? Nelson and Albemarle was a short line in central Virginia and was named for the counties it passed through. It served <laughs> several local quarries and mines in the area. Well, that makes sense since his daughter's initials were N and C and not N and A. I thought maybe it was like N for his daughter and A for his wife, since that was Anne, but... Oh. I don't know. It does say 1978, which is the year this book was made. Oh. So that's cool. I knew that. Because that's the year you were born? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do like, though, that when the train starts moving, the colors like blend into each other. Yeah, that's cool. Which is very pretty. I don't know how he did it. Cause well, it's... because it's not computers, right? These days, we'd be like, well, you just do it on a computer. But he couldn't have done that on a right, computer. Right. So how do you do this? It's stencil work, as from what oh. I understand. So this, this whole book, I believe, my understanding is that this is done in stencils. 
um, which was a very kind of unique thing to do. Part of the reason it has a Caldecott honor in it is oh. that nobody had really seen this in a picture book before. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's nice. You know what's not cool? What's that? Is unnecessary punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read you this <laughs> sentence, Betsy. Sure. Freight train. It says a lot. Let me read you the next sentence. Okay. Moving. <laughs> <laughs> which is not how I read this when I read this book. Then there's another sentence. But there's no period in this one. No, because it continues, because this full sentence is going through tunnels, going by cities, crossing trestles. I love the trestles. It's like a poem, mm-hmm. like going through tunnels, <laughs> going by cities, crossing trestles. Oh. <sighs> Ooh, ah, yeah. Bring it, Daddy. <laughs> No, my fa- the way I read this, I should say, or at least used to read this when I had small humans. Um, they're small still, but not as small. They would certainly not read this they're book now. They're not babies. They're not babies anymore, as the great Catherine O'Hare would say. No, so this this book goes, uh, I would read this, when the train starts, I would start making the chugga-chugga sound, and then as the book goes, I would go faster and faster and faster and faster until the last moment where I do a Kaiser Soze. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. I wish that this had kind of been like Hungry Caterpillar where there was a cutout in the page. Yes. Uh, in the going That through. would have been nice. It's funny they've never, even with the board book, they've never done that. And they, the board book, I would say, the is almost even more successful. Page, there's a giant yeah. hole in like there's a, a hole hill yeah. that you could easily like easily. put your finger through and like move the train. You know, Never you could done it. you could move the train through the entire book if you wanted. No one has ever with like the moved little the rolly train. thing in the bottom. You know, know the wheel. Right? Even the app didn't let you move the train. I recall. Hmm. 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 Well, you remember when I told you that this was named for that train line that went through Central Virginia? Yes. Okay, tell me what cities in Central Virginia have skylines that look like New York? Well, maybe it's going from Central New. Virginia to New York, right? It was it named for the counties it passed through. Well, so maybe no. some of those are no. New it did York-ish. not go through Kings County. It did not go through Queens or maybe, Bronx. Or maybe, maybe. Hear me out. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe. Uh-huh. Yep. This is the train's dream. <laughs> Just saying. Did I blow your mind? Uh. So yeah. the ghost train. Ghost train dream fell asleep. And now we're in the Ghost Train's Dream. So Ghost Train Dream is objectively a better title than Freight Train. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to grip I mean, my theory with both hands and not let go. There, there's a lot more that they could have done with this book. Mm-hmm. Like, so after the they're not trying to do more. But, <laughs> they're keeping the, this real yeah, simple. Well, but though after the crossing trestles page, it says moving in darkness, moving in daylight. I'm like. Oh, okay, so you're teaching kids like dark and light. Well, you could have also taught them like near and far or high and low. Not a concept, but in and out. Like, we ain't going for that. You could have learned more <laughs> basic things and not what a gondola car is. Oh, I'm... but that's what the kids want to know. They want to do know. Do they, about... Betsy? Sure. Oh, the train obsessed ones do. The train obsessed ones are crazy. I'm just saying you could have actually learned something in this book like like darkness and daylight. Young. They're too young. This is for little colors. They could have learned colors. There are colors. You can yeah, that's but... why you can say the colors with them. It says a blue tanker car. It doesn't say it says the colors with each one of the ones. When they're saying a black tender, a green cattle yeah, car. Yeah, that's blue. true. Ah. Okay, but they still could have done other concepts like 
up and down, in and out, near and far. Asking too much, Kate. It does what it does, and that's all that it does. Yeah, it does colors and a tender and a gondola and, and darkness and daylight and going, going, moving through darkness. Chugga 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 chugga, moving through daylight. Chugga 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 chugga, going, going. Chugga 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 chugga, go. Okay. Like that. I could never get the kids to do the same hand motion either. I was always kind of hoping one day the kids would like do their own do little the Kaiser Sam. So they like pull the kiss to the air and they never did. They yeah. never did. And uh, that's it, Betsy. That's, All right. That's the whole book. So let's talk about uh, Mr. Donald Cruz, uh, uh, African-American, one of uh, the early great uh, African-American picture book author illustrators. He uh, used to spend his summers in Cottondale, Florida, at his grandparents' house. Uh, his he was born to a seamstress and a railroad engineer. Uh, he eventually would go to Cooper Union, where he met his wife and collaborator Anne Jonas. Anne Jonas, who is her or was herself another picture book author illustrator. We will do one of her books in the eh, nearish future, but I didn't want to do her book before we did his book. And then they had a daughter, Nina Cruz, who is to this day making picture books of her own. So I like to call her picture book royalty. <laughs> and uh, in fact, she had a book out not that long ago uh, that was called Seen Into Tomorrow, where you see an old man and a boy looking at a train and the old man is her father, Donald Cruz. Huh. So he, he hasn't been making much lately. His last book was in... 2008, uh, he won a Legacy Award in, in 2015, back when it was called a, a Wilder Award. And, uh, and, then, and then there was the app. So this was one of the very first picture books that someone... Remember when apps were like the hip thing and like everyone was like making new apps? On all these picture books, suddenly like the publishers were like, hey, let's spend untold gobs of money to sell an app that costs like 50 cents in the app store. We'll make a bundle. Yeah, they didn't. Um, but they tried it with Freight Train. Freight Train was one of the very early ones. And so and it was so early that they adapted it for the phone. And then the iPad came out. And they were scrambling. And they were like, oh, shoot. It's got to be big now. We, don't, we didn't prepare for big. And it's cool because it sings different railroad songs. Uh, I've been working on the railroad. Uh, John Henry. Uh, there's a third one in there somewhere. <laughs> And it, uh, you can, you can open the doors on the, on the railroad. You can see the little cows in the cattle car and then, and then it closes it right back up again. And then you can make the train go. And you can see the little gondolier going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't, but you could. I don't know. I, I will say it was the glitchiest dang app of all time. Like it glitched constantly, possibly because it was never meant for an iPad in the very first place. So there you go. So ratings time. I for for a baby book. Mm. I've seen better. Have you <laughs> name a name two baby books that you can think of off the top of your head? Hungry Caterpillar. That's correct. And uh, what else did you give me? Good Night Moon. Mm, I guess it's a baby book. I guess it's been turned into a board book. All right, I'll but, give it to you. But for the kid that loves trains, I'm sure this is a huge hit. Oh, yeah. I'm. Sure, there are like a lot of two-year-olds that love being read this ten-second book, mm -hmm. but as I said before, I think it could have done a little more. Mm -hmm. um, but I do like the the colors as they move. I think that's really cool. Really um, I wish there was a gondolier. So, <laughs> so I, I no gondolier. Don't check that box. I, I don't. 
love it. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. So I'm right down the middle. I'm a five. Okay. I, I'm not necessarily calling this a classic, but I'm not not calling it a classic. I'm just... And you know, to be fair, it's... To n- be fair. It's, 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 to be fair. Uh, it's not, it's not Animalia, obviously. It's, it's not full of stuff. It's real simple. Um, but I adore this book. Um, it because, possibly, possibly, because it saved my life as a parent. Because when they're real young and you gotta read them something, something where you can like bounce them on your lap while you're doing chugga chugga sounds. Oh my God. That's like the best thing in the world. And I could read it a hundred times and not dislike it which is difficult with well there's many only books. like 20 words in it so i know <laughs> 20 words i do not hate that could be another alternate title for this book <laughs> 20 words i do not hate uh i don't hate any part of this book this book i can read it a hundred times and it's fine it doesn't it doesn't hurt to go through over and over and over and over and over it's one of the best board book for, adapted from a picture books of all time uh, so I'm a, I'm a strong eight. Wow. Yeah, I, I will stand by my freight train. You went higher for this than the last one? Yeah, I did. Wow. I would, I, and because, Kate, it's easy to be complicated, but it is difficult to be simple. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Is it, it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a classic. Yay. Classic. Hey, sure. Okay. Letters-ish time. Okay, so as I mentioned before, Animalia was apparently the most popular book we've ever done. And we got answers to some of our questions. So, one of the questions, uh, well two actually, was about flowers. So on the F page, there were these droopy little red flowers. And then on the J page, there was what looked like dandel- like Daffodils. Daffodils, sorry, not dandelions. Daffodils. Um, and almost immediately, about 50 people were all like, fuchsia? And jonquils. Now, jonquils confuse me because when I think of the term jonquil, for some reason I see little purple plants. I do not see daffodil wannabes, but apparently jonquils are daffodil wannabes and not Australian. Okay. So that's the first. Then we had the fellow, he was on the H page. He had a horn in his hand and he had sort of like he looked like a member of court or something like that. People finally, um, I think the correct answer for that one was herald. He was a herald with a horn. Hmm. It's the only thing I can think. But in his hand, he had what looked to me like a sunflower seed. And Caldecott, double Caldecott award winner Sophie Blackall uh, basically wrote in and she said, oh, that's a humbug. I was like, oh, you're too young to remember this, but we used to watch Danger Mouse when I was a kid and humbugs were a big part of that and... Um, one of mom's friends came back from England with a whole bag for us and they were delicious. So okay. I felt bad that I didn't recognize that, but to be fair, he made them way too small in the picture. So it looked like a sunflower seed. I stand by that. Okay. I stand by that. Uh, finally we got to the poor little, uh, you guy. He was in his underwear. Yeah. He was unhappy. Like a, it was like what? Like a gremlin gnome sort of thing. I fear that the person who said that the reason he was there was he was ugly might have been the correct answer which is mean but i think that might have actually been why he was there because no one else could really come up with a magical you creature that looked like him yeah yeah that's that's, kind of a bummer but sad we can just say he's unhappy because he's in his underwear that's how i'm gonna read it unbelievable yeah 
Yeah, you go, little you man. <laughs> thing. <laughs> you, you, you go, you. <laughs> you, you, you. Grown-up things we like. Uh, you go first. Okie dokie. It's a bit of a cheat, um, but here's the thing. So I've got a book coming out in 2021. It's my first middle grade novel. And I've been thinking about my writing influences and what books I've read in my life that have authors that I, I would like to write like, or that I've read in the past and that I do write like, just because they kind of seeped into my brain. And it occurred to me that the books that have influenced me more than any others in terms of my own personal writing style are, weirdly enough, the Nero Wolf Detective Series by Rex Stout. And I'll tell you why. I went back and looked at him recently, and I realized that the man could begin a story better than anyone. He had the best first sentences. He had the best first pages consistently. Always funny. Always well done. So my grown-up thing I like is Rex Stout, which is an ancient grown-up thing to like. But by gum, I like him a lot. And so I just figured I'd do him this week. Okay. All right. So I came across on Instagram. I don't know how. This guy... His name, well, his Instagram handle is Lonnie IIV. So L O N N I E I I V. He does these God and Gabriel the Angel videos. Like <laughs> he pretends to be God and then he flips and he pretends to be oh, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I love those videos. He does one where it's um, God creating different animals. Mm-hmm. And so there's one of uh, how he created uh, the zebra. And Gabriel goes, um, God, I, I just, I, you know, I was looking at the paperwork and, and I can't quite uh, figure out uh, what sound the zebra is supposed to make. <laughs> and then it flips back to him being God and he's like, oh, right. Yes. And that's it. It's just these like short 10 second videos on Instagram and they're all, I find them very funny. His, uh, his God and Gabriel back and forth, uh, videos. Oh, so. that is excellent. And I am actually definitely going to be checking this out. The yeah. That yeah. We're stop recording. Lonnie IIV is his handle. So Thank you. Go check him out. He's funny. I will. That is awesome. If you just need like a good 10 second laugh for the day, he does the job. And the timing is good. Cause I just listened to a, a science podcast, uh, 60 second science that says that zebras uh, might be striped that way to confuse flies. Apparently, flies get near the stripes and just pfft, just hit the zebra. <laughs> just ram right into them. But that doesn't kill them. I don't know. Apparently, that's good for the zebra. What? <laughs> it's flies with poor landing ability. <laughs> I don't know understand it either. Apparently, they can't get a grip. Huh. Yeah. Who knew? All right. All right. <laughs> but that's all right. I was going to try to make some sort of like casual like but we make a grip here on the pot. Then and I rejected it. But then I thought, no, be you just slammed right into up. that zebra. I just, oh, <laughs> nice. All right. So you're going to do, give me a Thanksgiving book next week. Oh though, yeah. Right? No, I have a Thanksgiving. I was going to do it this week. And then I decided, you know what? I only have one and it wouldn't make sense to do it for this week. Cause next week is the actual week of Thanksgiving. Uh, when it will really, be, yeah. When it's pre- premiering. Yeah. This will be on Monday, but the Monday after that will be the weekend. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving wasn't for like another six months. No, honey, it's like tomorrow, basically. No. Yeah. No, that's good because we get the turkey. We get to make the I thought turkey. It w- I thought it was <laughs> March two hundred fifty sixth. No. Nope. Nope. And the- I did find a classic um, Thanksgiving book. I'm I'm very excited. Do you about want to it. give the people a hint? Um, 
Yes. Uh, the hint is um, you guys sent in amazing suggestions. It's not any of those. <laughs> it's one that was uh, I would use to bring out from my children's room every single year, and I never read it. And finally, I got curious about it, and I read it. And it is amazing. We're going to have a good time. It's not a hint. It's a great hint. It's an awful it's hint. An, it's an, okay, fine. It's part of a series, but not a series that is popular anymore. There we go. Hey. Some people are going to get it. Sorry, people. I tried. That's right. <laughs> all you're going to get. So until next time when we do that book, I have been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse 8 Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our gondolier is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.